0: We are so happy that you are able to join us for today's message. Our hope is that it will encourage you in your walk with God and inspire you to reach those who don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. For more about Global Heart Church, download our app today or visit us at globalheartchurch.com. Enjoy the message awesome I want to preach tonight on a passage of scripture which is so nice it's in there thrice it's in there three times I don't know if that was good English or not but the same story is in the Bible three times and each times a little bit different Um, but I really think that across the three what I really hope is that tonight you get real clarity on what it is that God wants to say to you and uh, real clarity on who God is so we're gonna we're gonna read it three times three times who's ready for three times Come on. And uh, if you're taking notes tonight, what I encourage you to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a lot of scripture. Um, each time I read one, chuck that in your phone, chuck it in your iPad, and uh, just chew on it. Revisit those scriptures this week. I, I really think it's going to bless and encourage you a lot. So um, before I pray, we're going to read it three times. Everyone ready three times? All right, Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 to 4. We're going to read, Jesus heals a man with leprosy. It says this, when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, Jesus said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone but go show yourself to the priests and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. All right, who's ready for round two? All right, Luke chapter five, verse 12. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. Luke's a doctor, so he's got a bit more details on the health. He's full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded for a proof to them. But now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and be healed of their infirmities. Round three, here we go, last one. Mark 1 verse 40 says this, and a leper came to him, imploring him and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, a lot of the translations say moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. This is funny, verse 45, but he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. Who loves that story? What a beautiful story. We see Jesus touching a man with leprosy. Here's what we know about this story. Here's what we have. We have a desperate leper and we have a loving God. We have an untouchable person, but a willing savior. We have an act of humility, this leprous man falling to his knees. We have an act of humility and we have a demonstration of power. I believe as we look at this tonight, for people that are here that don't know God, people that aren't a Christian, maybe don't believe in God, I think as we explore this story, you're going to have your eyes open and your heart open to the love, the compassion and the power of God. And I think if you already are a Christian, tonight's going to be a great reminder of the love, power and compassion of God and how we've got to live to serve Him and tell others about Him. So let's pray and then we're going to get stuck into this story and then Isaac can go, awesome, awesome. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. Lord, how good it is to be in your house, how good it is to be in your presence. We thank you, God, for how much you love us. Lord, that your hand is upon our life, God, and that you've called us to a great purpose. So we pray right across the room for people, Lord, tonight that don't know you. May tonight, Lord, they believe in you. May they believe in Jesus Christ, put their faith in you, and, Father, step into a brand new life. And we just pray for all of us that we'd leave God challenged, encouraged, and, Father, more in love with you than when we got here. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. Thanks, Isaac. Thanks, bro. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, I want to talk a bit about leprosy tonight. Now, the term leprosy is used quite broadly in the ancient world. Um, It ends up boiling down to something contagious on your skin, Um, whether that in fact is leprosy or something else. I don't want to be too disgusting, but something oozing um, or ringworm, things like that. It's something that is beyond what's on the surface and begins to go in deep. It's at risk to you and those around you. Leprosy in ancient times was something at risk to you and those around you. God in His wisdom, in the Old Testament, He knew that as a people we were going to struggle navigating things like this. So He has given us some great practical tips on navigating things like leprosy. This was for the Jewish people back in the day. But also you'll find that in this... God is teaching us some eternal truths about him, about us, about the healing power of God. And we're going to check that out. We're going to go all the way back to Leviticus 13, verse 1. This is laws about leprosy. Very exciting stuff. That was sarcastic, by the way. This is usually, I tried to do the Bible in a year challenge. I got to this part and it was like, if you've had leprosy, Deuteronomy, here we are. That was literally what I did. But here's, here's, here's what we're going to read. Uh, verse uh, 1 of chapter 13. In Leviticus, it says this, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When a person has on the skin of his body a swelling or an eruption or a spot, and it turns into a case of leprous disease on the skin of his body, then he shall be brought to Aaron the priest, or to one of his sons, the priests. And the priest shall examine the diseased area on the skin of the body. And if the hair in the diseased area, this is going somewhere, just sit with me. If the hair in the diseased area on the skin of his body uh, appears to be, uh, has turned white, and the disease appears to be deeper than the skin of the body, it is a a case of leprous disease. When the priest had examined him, he shall pronounce him unclean. Everyone say unclean. Verse 4, but if the spot is white in the skin of his body and appears no deeper than the skin and the hair in it has not turned white, the priest shall shut up the diseased person for seven days. He has to self-isolate for seven days. This is literally self-isolation someone's got a bit of a skin thing happening, they're not sure 100% how bad it is, so the priest will check this person over and say, listen, I think you need to self-isolate for seven days, and this isn't like now, because we've got all technology in our house, we've got Uber Eats, all that kind of stuff, this was a hardcore thing to do, and we're going to go a little bit further in Numbers chapter 5. Again, a little passage that if you're doing the Bible in a year, you usually go, Numbers chapter 5, Matthew 1, this is what we're going to read, Numbers 5, a lot's going on, but it has a great truth. There for us. Numbers 5 1, it's going to come up. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the people of Israel that they put out of the camp everyone who is leprous or has a discharge, and everyone who is unclean through contact with the dead. You shall put out both male and female, putting them outside of the camp, and they may not defile their camp in the midst of which I dwell. And the people of Israel did so and put them outside the camp, as the Lord said to Moses, So the people of Israel did. We read, in the Old Testament, if you had leprosy, you were declared unclean. The Old Testament goes on to say that you'd have to cover your top lip or your mustache and you would have to say unclean as you walked around. So imagine having this disease on your skin, not only is it sore and it's causing all sorts of ailments, you've got to walk around like this, letting people know that you're unclean and you've been declared unclean. You have to stay isolated and you wouldn't be restored back to community with everyone else until a priest had given you the once-over. And this is a legit once-over. This isn't just a nasal swab. He's checking every inch to check that you're good. Then you'd be declared cleaned, and you could go back into community. We read in 2 Chronicles a bit later in the Bible, Uzziah, he actually has leprosy, and he can no longer go into God's house. He can no longer go into God's presence. We also find out that it actually causes numbness. That some people that have severe leprosy won't feel pain anymore. There's a sense of numbness. They don't feel pain. They're likened to the walking dead. People that are alive, but they can't feel. They can't connect with people. They've got to walk around declaring their state of uncleanness. This is a horrible thing. Alive, but not feeling. Seeing people, but not in community. Um, John Bloom, who writes for Desiring God, said, Leprosy made you die many times before it killed you. This is someone who cannot be in community. It's known to everybody that they have a condition. They've got to be, uh, you know, cast out. You can't touch people with leprosy. That was a strict law. And people with leprosy can't touch other people. This is why the passage I read before is so powerful. Because this guy, the leper, he broke the law in approaching Jesus. But also Jesus broke the law in touching him. I have a giant New King James study Bible at home. It's huge. And uh, it had this great part in the study where it says, this healing action, talking of Jesus touching this leper, this healing action forms a step towards the coming of the kingdom of heaven. The purity laws find their fulfillment in Jesus. I love this. All these instructions and laws that we have about purity, they find their fulfillment in Jesus. But as we know, and Pastor Eli touched on it the other week, Jesus didn't come to abolish the law and throw it all out. These instructions in the Old Testament that teach us what to do, He came to fulfill the law. And Jesus, as a teacher of the law, He honored the part of the law that we read before where He told the man to go and present Himself to the priest. He said, Don't tell anyone, go present yourself to the priest. So in breaking one law, he he then honored another one. But in doing so, this is what Jesus wanted to do two things. Everyone say two things. I believe, and and I was doing some study on it, there's a fair bit on on it, but it was saying that Jesus sought to divert excessive attention to his healing ministry because he wanted people to seek him for spiritual healing, not merely physical. He didn't want excessive attention on his healing ministry physically. He wanted people to still come for a spiritual healing. Also, what happens was he sends the man to the priests as a living, breathing testimony to the authorities, the religious authorities, that the Messiah had arrived. The leper's testimony was one of God's love, compassion, faithfulness, and power. His testimony was a testimony that the kingdom of God had come, that the Christ, the Messiah, was there. That is why he went there. The leper's testimony was powerful. And this story, so nice, they used it thrice. I don't know if that actually makes sense. It's in the Bible three times. Listen, this story of the leper, a desperate leper and a willing saviour, an act of humility and a demonstration of power, that story is so much like our story with Christ. It is so much like our story with God. What we can experience as we come humbly to a loving saviour we like the leper have a condition as well it's not a physical leprosy but it's a type of leprosy of the heart it's something that leaves us numb to god not necessarily numb to pain but numb to god it cuts us off from connection with god we don't have to yell unclean everywhere we go but as we live away from god our decisions and choices demonstrate a life that's unclean that something is wrong i don't have to walk around doing this but if i live long enough in this leprosy of the heart it'll begin to become clear that something in my life is broken it's a leprosy on the inside and this leprosy is called sin this leprosy in the old testament you'd walk around and declare unclean sin in my heart has made me unclean my sin has made me unclean what is sin Sin is in opposition to the Word of God, in opposition to the Word of God, what God has instructed us to do. I love thinking in my head, going right back to the beginning of time, and before the beginning of time, there was God, and God is holy, He's sovereign, He's omnipotent, He's all-knowing, all-powerful, outside of time, He is uncreated, He is there. And he decides that in his wisdom, in his sovereignty, he wants to create man. And he wants to choose man to be the object of his affection. He wants to create man. He wants to love them. He wants to be in relationship with them. Now, we've got this all-powerful, eternal, uncreated God who wants to be in relationship with a created 26-year-old who sometimes sleeps through his alarm, does all sorts of weird stuff, is not perfect in any way, can't do the right thing half the time. He wants to be in relationship with me. How does that happen? Because you think of a sovereign God. He's holy, searingly holy. For me to be in his presence, I would imagine just logically that an imperfect being coming into the presence of a perfect being, I'm going to go, just be. I don't know if you've seen Indiana Jones 4. It's the worst one, but I'd still watch it right now. It's a good laugh. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. They have these all-knowing alien beings that have come down. And I think the writers were like, let's try and think of something that would be like an eternal being. Anyway, this, um, Kate Blanchett's in it. She's trying to do a Russian accent. And she gets into the presence of these all-knowing beings. And she melts. Also in the first Indiana Jones, they open up the Ark of the Covenant. And that, that guy's face melts. That is a little picture of what it looks like for something imperfect and created to get into the presence of an all-knowing, all-seeing, omnipotent, uncreated, out-of-time, eternal God. That's what it looks like. Yet, God desires us to be in relationship with Him and to be in His presence. So in His wisdom, He has provided for us a way of living. He's given us instruction things that we can do to remain in relationship with God. But here's the thing, what, re, what God requires of us to walk with him is purity, cleanliness and righteousness. I can't even get that in my bedroom, let alone my heart. So I clearly need help. If I need to have purity, cleanliness and righteousness in my life to be in a relationship with God, I'm going to need a lot of help. That is what sin looks like. It's, it's my inability to reach the mark, to make the mark, to do what it is that's required of me to be in a relationship with God. Yet because of Jesus, I can do that. And we're going to have a look at this. Matthew 15 verse 10. We're going to read to verse 11. Then we're going to skip a little bit. It says this, And he called to the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person. But what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. We're going to jump to verse 17. This is Jesus speaking. Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? Thank you for that. Um, But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. We see in this story that Jesus sends the leper to the priests and some of the priests were good priests, but a lot of them weren't. And they were all about the external things that I can do to be more righteous, pure and clean. I'm going to wear a certain thing. Jesus referenced there, washing your hands before meals. They were like, if you wash your hands before every meal, you can get close to God. But Jesus came to say, it's not about the outer, it's about the inner, it's about your heart. I don't have a leprosy on my skin. I don't have a condition on my skin that makes me unclean. I've got a condition in my heart because there are things in my heart that are not good and not of God. What you and I need help and healing with the most is on the inside. All right. How are our stories so like the lepers? Here's the leper's story. A desperate leper and a loving God, an untouchable person and a willing savior, an act of humility and a demonstration of power. Here's my story, and it could be your story, a desperate person and a loving God, an untouchable sinner and a willing saviour, an act of humility and a demonstration of power. Come on, that's our story. And for us today, because of Jesus Christ, the leprosy on our heart Keeping us from God, it does not require perfect obedience. It does not require perfect obedience. It just requires that we believe. That, and I love what the leper says to Jesus. He says, um, if you're willing. He doesn't ask, ask if you're able, because he believes he's able. We have to do the same. If we believe that Jesus Christ is able to save us from the leprosy of our heart, to save us from our sin, if we believe and put our faith in Jesus, we can be made clean. If we can come in humility like this leper, I love it, he's, he's down low, kneeling, begging of Christ, in humility. If we can come to Jesus, believing that he's able, in humility. He, listen, he was perfect for us, he kept the law for us, we just have to believe and receive. The leper believing he was able to heal was an amazing step. And tonight you can also take that step. It's not a healing of your skin like the leper, it's a healing of your heart and of your soul. Like in the story, God is equally aware of your leprosy as He is of your value. God is equally aware of your sin as He is of your value. And it's because He loves you. Though this leper's condition was great, the love and power of God was greater. Though our sin is great, His love and power is greater. Come on, if you're taking notes, we're going to read John three sixteen. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I love that. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes, not be's perfect, doesn't do everything right, just believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Romans 5, 8. And God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. I love this story. While the man was still leprous, Jesus touched him. Jesus touched him. All right, I've got four quick points before I wrap it up. I'm going to go real fast. Point number one: Jesus includes the rejected. What we can gather from this story is that people that have been rejected for outer conditions, physical conditions, Jesus will now include them. He touched this man. He didn't have to touch the man. The guy went from being a cast out and being isolated to now being touched by the Son of God. Jesus wants to include you in his family of believers. He wants to include you in a great loving family. He wants to include you in a great purpose. We don't deserve it, but he gives it to us. You can't out-sin His forgiveness. You can't out-mistake His grace. There's a place for you here to be included in the family of God. I want to encourage you. God, in in the spiritual and in the supernatural, wants to include you in His family. But also, physically, He wants to include you in a great family, in a church. And more specifically, in this church. This is a great church. We are a family. You are my family. And I want to encourage you. Receive the inclusion. Receive it. You might have been rejected everywhere else, but Jesus wants to include you. Come on. Number two, Jesus affirms the unvalued. Affirms the unvalued. Lepers ended up being the lowest of the low in society, cast out, not included, but also feeling so unvalued. They were so unvalued in society. And I love that Jesus, we already can see in scripture that he doesn't have to touch people to heal them. But he chooses to touch this man. And I believe it was to affirm him of his humanity, of his value. He's a real person. And I want to encourage you, God wants to do the same with you. Sometimes life and sin can make us feel like we're not of value. But I want to encourage you that God wants to affirm your value. If you would just let him tonight. Number three, we learned from this story that Jesus heals the sick. He literally heals physical ailments. We serve a miraculous God. We've got to remember that his priority is always the soul. We talked about money a few weeks ago. Jesus didn't come to make us rich, but he certainly cares about our finances. It's the same with our physical healing. His priority is what is unseen and what is eternal, but he absolutely cares about our bodies. I'll give you a quick story. I broke my finger at a youth event. Um, anyway, a long time ago, and I smashed it all at the top here, and it was shattered, and I wasn't allowed to play drums for six months because every time I shook my finger, bones were gonna move. And um, I remember being really upset about it. And I remember we had a meeting uh, for prayer and I went down the front and I thought, man, I'll just get prayer for it. Eh? And then I saw someone else who looked really sick and there was people there with full casts. I just had a little broken finger. And I thought, I won't waste God's time with that. I, I, maybe he doesn't care about my finger. Listen, the Bible tells us he cares about the sparrows. If he cares about the sparrows, I'm more valuable than a sparrow. Can someone say Amen. Jesus healed my finger. I'm telling you, it's a true story. Jaron McAnally came with me to the, the doctors to get it re x rayed and it was back to normal. I threw the cast little thing in the bin and it was done. I literally got healed by God, my finger. Isn't that crazy? That's just a personal story, but I know for a fact that Jesus heals physically, but what we see in Scripture is this, is that we saw dead people raised, we saw blind eyes open, we saw paralysed bodies moved. When Jesus ascended to heaven by the Holy Spirit and the authority of God, people were still getting healed, paralytics were getting up, and I know that His Spirit's still moving, the gifts haven't stopped. Jesus heals. His presence, His Spirit, His power can heal bodies. He absolutely, His priority is in our heart and our soul, but He heals bodies, It's for the glory of God. It's a demonstration of his love, his compassion, his power. And I believe he can do it today. Do you believe it? Come on, why don't we pray right now? Why don't you close your eyes? Just stay seated. Father, we just pray right now. Lord, as we're looking at your word, at your power to heal, we just pray across the room for people that, Father, need a a supernatural healing in their body. We just right now, Father, say that you would do it unto your will, Lord God. You do a great work. We pray for fingers. We pray for heads, Lord, knees, shoulders, toes, the whole shebang. God, we know that you're, you're, you're so able, you're sovereign, you're powerful. So, God, we just pray right now, even in this service, in this time, heal bodies for your glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Come on, let's give God some thanks for that. I believe it. All right, my last point is this, is that Jesus forgives the guilty. Jesus forgives the guilty. I am a massive Netflix crime smasher. I'll just hit up a whole series real quick. I love it. I love all the series, and I especially love episodes where someone who's been in prison for 20 years is found to have been innocent, and they're released from prison. I love that. And I heard one, there was one show I was watching and one of the family members was like, this is just like what God does. And I thought, not really, because this is an innocent man getting released. We're not innocent. I'm not innocent. I'm not saying God's released me and I'm an innocent man. I'm guilty. I've done evil in my life. I've done things that are bad according to man's standard. But more importantly, I've done things that are bad according to God's standard. His holy standard for me to be in his presence. I am guilty, yet... God has forgiven me. In His holiness and sovereignty has set a standard I cannot reach. But because of His great love, He has given me an option to believe and receive the righteousness of Christ so that when God looks at me, He no longer sees my condition, the leprosy of my heart. He sees His Son. He sees the righteousness of Christ. We can receive that. He can forgive us. I want to encourage you. God wants to include you. He wants to affirm you. He wants to heal you. He wants to forgive you. And I want to encourage us tonight that it's only a moment away. The Bible tells us it's about believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we will be saved. The believing in our heart, that's something that you do, even in the quietness of right now. It's a believing in your heart. And here's what it's believing. It's believing that Jesus Christ is able. It's believing that He can that he can heal us from our leprosy of the heart. I hope you're getting a picture tonight of the love of God. I love this story, this man, this untouchable man who people had cast aside, Jesus touched him and he healed him. What a beautiful picture. I wanna encourage you, that picture is absolutely what I've experienced in my heart. I've been someone away from God, living life the way that I thought was best so lost, so broken, heading in a wrong direction, but Christ came into the picture. I learned of how sick I actually was, how much I needed Christ. And it wasn't a question of, can he do it? I believed he could. And in that moment, like in that story, an act of humility, then a demonstration of power. I believe tonight, if you have an act of humility and say, Jesus, I need you, I'm, I'm absolutely 100% convinced you will experience a demonstration of power as God comes and He washes you clean. He makes you new. And um, we're going to uh, have that time in just a second. But what I'd love us to do for a moment, the team's going to sing. We're just going to bless God's name for a minute. So why don't we stand together? We're going to sing and worship. And then I'd love to pray for some people. So. For more about Global Heart Church, download our app today or visit us at globalheartchurch.com.